1: and your life to the next level. Today I have with me a wonderful guest, Brian Kramer. And let me tell you about Brian. He is called the Zen Master of to Digital Marketers by Forbes. And Brian is a renowned business strategist, global keynote speaker, executive trainer, and coach, two-time best-selling author, and Forbes contributor. He is the CEO of H2H Companies, an executive coaching company, and co-owner of Pure Matter, a Silicon Valley marketing agency founded in 2001, which earned a spot as one of the fastest-growing companies by the Silicon Valley Business Journal. Our theme today is going to be Key Steps to Building a Thriving Coaching Business please join me in welcoming Brian Kramer. Hey, Brian.
2: Hey, Vicki, thank you so much for the kind introduction. I appreciate it.
1: You're very welcome. So I always start with an easy question, which is simply, where do you call home? Where do you live?
2: I live uh, now in Lisbon, Portugal as of two months ago, and uh, which which I appreciate our our time as <laughs> we were trying to reschedule this. I was in the midst of a move recently as i i grew up lived and built my business in san jose california uh so yeah. i spend a little part of the time there and then most of the time here now
1: i have a cousin who lives in san jose it's it's do they still have the road race there
2: uh it's been a while it's been yeah. a while and i have a funny story about that but no it's been a, it has they used to have it and it's yeah uh, it's
1: i, I cool. just I just thought it was so cool that they did that, kind of like Monte Carlo,
2: yeah, that's right. That's right. yeah. it was right in downtown San Jose,
1: yeah, yeah. And getting to San Jose, if you're coming from the airport was interesting. It's kind of a little bit mountainous kind of trail to get that I took. It was um, very interesting to get, into. so let's get into this. Um, please explain what is exactly h two h. Why did you choose that as a company name?
2: Uh, yeah, so it is uh, basically based on my my book, my first book, mm-hmm. uh, Human to Human, uh, which I uh, released in, and spoke uh, about my entire career, but released the book in 2014. Really? Um, HTH, uh, Human to Human, is, is how to build businesses on a, on a human platform, especially now, given yeah. everything that's going on. Um, yeah. And that that business is a is a coaching business. It's an executive coaching business. We also have Pure Matter, which is a a, a marketing consultancy. Right. Um, we had a we had a agency for twenty two years, and it's an offshoot of the agency that that we had.
1: I love the the human to human aspect. You know, it kind of goes very much in line with the way I coach leaders as well, leading with the heart, the head, and the hands. And it talks a lot about authenticity. So how can we be more authentic in our social interactions, no matter if we're the leader or just, as you say, another human being to another human being?
2: Great question. And, you know, it's interesting because that word is thrown around quite a bit and it's a uh, generic word, uh, which is unfortunate because I think it's a really powerful word when it's used correctly um uh authenticity i think breaks down into uh, uh a couple different things and and it really is about trust um authenticity the right authenticity equals trust and so what we need to have that is transparency honesty and connection um a deeper level of connection between those mm-hmm. three things it creates trust um and that's really what I think most businesses and people struggle with is mm-hmm. how to create trust, especially again, right now, given everything, you know, that we can't tell is, is it human? Is it AI? Um, is it automated? Is it bots? You know, what is it that's creating a true, true connection? And mm-hmm. and um, the, there's nothing more powerful than the human connection.
1: Yeah, I went to, I guess, before the pandemic, I went to a a weekend training and called The Gift and uh, Jay Facet facilitated that and it was marvelous but the the way that we started the training um, kind of came to mind when you were just talking about trust because we walked in and some of the people had been to his uh, the event in the past And so they knew what to expect, I guess, but I, that was the first time for me and we had to walk around the room, no chairs, just walk around the room and just going up to the person and deciding, do I trust you? So yes, I trust you. Maybe I trust you. No, I don't trust you. And it was so interesting because again, didn't know these people at all, did not have any interaction with them prior to the start of the meeting. And um, it was interesting how some of the people came up and said, maybe I trust you. And some said, no, I don't trust you. And it kind of took me aback. And then as the days went on, I realized that the, every one of those per- people that said, no, I don't trust you, had a lot of things going on with them that it wasn't so much me, the person, but they, in general, they just were not trusting of anyone and they had to get through that. And at the end you did that exercise again and the results were much different as you might imagine. But um, I thought that was interesting. It gave me a lot of insight into where culture is right now with trust. Talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, as you were Mm. writing your book, especially, what did you discover?
2: Oh, it's, it's such an interesting topic because it's changed over time since I wrote it. Um, you know, trust is, is become at the lowest point that it's ever been as a result by the, um, uh, the trust barometer, um, and, uh, that's produced every year. It's one of my favorite reports. Mm. And right now we're at the lowest point that we've ever been. Um, the reason is because of uh partially what you just said it's 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 really where the person is where where is mm-hmm. your come from
1: mm-hmm.
2: what are you coming from um and and there you know it could be a, a lot of different assumptions and that's that's really the killer of all relationships is assumptions yeah. um the assumptions that we make of others before we lean in and trust what the other person is so our go to might not be to trust and we can change that we could shift it into giving, uh, giving them trust first. Um, but it's hard, it's hard to do the, 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 the way that, um, that I always suggest coming at it is, uh, is moving toward others, mm. not moving away. Um, how, and how we move toward others will change the dynamic of, um, any relationship moving toward others could look like, um, instead of, um, Uh, Pulling away from a relationship, and I I think anybody who's listening can can identify with this, that uh, when you think about somebody who may not have uh, called you when you feel like they should have, or, um, you know, they're not uh, reaching out to you, or they're not replying when you feel like, hey, I sent you an email, you're not replying back to me, Um, especially when we're on a deadline, Uh, you know, you're not honoring my might the deadline overall, or or for whatever a thousand reasons for why people don't uh, move toward others, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a human um, uh, moment when we take uh, that into into an assumption. We assume that the other person is not interested, the other person is doing something to us, that the company is not is doing something to us, instead of leaning in more, leaning in and moving. Uh, moving toward them even more because there's so many different variations of what could be. Like you mm-hmm. said, that person could have their own sense of self, which I, mm-hmm. they identify with um, a thousand things that makes it so that they don't want to reach into you. And that's about them. Now, if mm-hmm. we were to move toward them even more in a in a courteous, cautious yeah. way, because we don't want to overstep their boundaries. But at the same time, when we move, continue to move toward others, um, we're, we're, we're creating more trust, we're creating a, a level of um or an ability to be able to show them that we're still staying here. And the power of staying is really what it's all about. Stay in the relationship, stay, stay there until uh it does cross boundaries. Obviously, you don't wanna cross that, but until that that line is, you want to stay on that line. And and once you get to it, then uh, more times than not, I think that's where trust is built.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think allowing them to see your vulnerability, who you really are, like, you know, not putting on a mask, trying to be who you think they want you to be, but just who you are. And, you know, not everybody's going to love you, like you or whatever, but it doesn't mean that you can't still work with them and and be part of that. Um, You live in Lisbon and and so now you're in a different culture in this world that we have, where the borders are gone, thanks to this online platform we have. So talk to us a little bit about the fact that whenever you are building that trust you have to really take into account cultural differences, too. You you know, you talk about false preconceptions. It could be you're thinking in a Western mind, and it's an Eastern person that you're looking at or talking with. And how you approach that maybe should be a little different.
2: Yeah, and it's different in every country, so it's hard to know what that culture is going to be before you step into it. I'm lucky. I'm. I came to a country that's very open and very warm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a culture that is so uh, wonderful here. They everyone smiles at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's almost a little bit uh, weird to be honest with you at first <laughs> because you're like, wow, this is not normal compared to where uh, I I came from. Uh, to be honest, it, it it it's it's almost like trust is is given first before. Mm-hmm uh before it's not and so um now you know there are certain things here in the culture that that um you have to you have to just either learn before you go or you learn when you get there for instance here um it's really not appropriate to talk about the things that we talk about in the united states which is like politics uh religion and how much your house costs um (laughs) or money Um, uh, and so those three things are not things that are typically common here. And, and if you were to enter into a conversation about that, that's the fastest way to lose trust. Um, mm-hmm. They want to talk about uh, things like uh, sports and travel and experiences and, and um, you know, uh, enriching life and art mm-hmm. and, 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 and just uh, food and everything that, that brings joy to life. Which I was is gonna really say
1: family probably too. Oh,
2: for sure. That's a great one. Yeah. Family mm-hmm. is massive yeah. here. Um, especially around uh, the holidays. It's mm-hmm. it's like the whole town lights up when it comes to family. So um so you quickly learn that when you get to a culture and understanding what is the what are the things that that they identify with that that enriches the culture. And that's where I think trust is built, especially mm-hmm. in, in um wherever you land. Um, where in, in, uh, in San Jose, it was, uh, the weather was the first common topic. Uh, and then how much is, is, how much are you paying for your mortgage? And then, uh, and then it went into, what do you do for a job and and what is your job? And and it's a totally different conversation than it is, uh, in other places where I think in Europe, it's a little more Mm -hmm. lenient and it's a little more, more about life, uh, or lifestyle. So those are the major things that I can see. Um, and, and I love it. I really, to be honest yeah. with you, I, they're great. I would, in,
1: I would yeah. fit in right, right there. And the thing that you said at the start of that was, you know, that they seem to trust first. And that in that experience that I had, that was my, my first thing. As I walked away that night, I was like, My, my impression is I'm going to trust you until you screw me or you, you cause me to not trust you. And um, I was so amazed at how many people that wasn't their case in that room. But yeah, so what, um, why do businesses that participate in conversation have an advantage over others that don't?
2: Yeah, you know it's it's um, it's an interesting uh, dichotomy. It's like it's almost like, um, and and I used to do this back when Twitter was more. um, uh, It was different. (laughs) Uh, I used to walk into to brands, and my wife would always laugh at me because I would I would actually tweet at the brand and say, "I'm here in your store, and I love the." designer. I love the, the service I just got. And I would yeah. highlight things that, that would no. make it unique. And, um, you know, more times than not, I wouldn't hear back from the brand, but every once in a while I would, uh, for instance, I was on wet when Virgin America was, was an airline in the U.S. I was on and I tweeted from, you know, however many thousand feet up and Said I'm on my on my way. I've got my coffee, my my electricity plugged into my uh, my laptop tr- plugged into the seat, and my Wi-Fi. What could be better? Thanks, Virgin America. <laughs> and they tweeted back while I was on the plane, uh, and and said, um, "Let us know if there's anything we can do. Good luck at your keynote in Florida." Um, I did say I was on my way to Florida um mm. and good luck at your keynote in florida um at ibm let us know if there's anything we can do and then seconds later the stu- the the uh Wait. flight uh, attendant flight attendant i got yeah i <laughs> want to be here, uh walked by and said um hey uh we're notified that you're here is there anything you could do we can do for you and uh, wow if you know, like your coffee would you like more coffee so um, now the reason they knew it was IBM, I didn't say IBM, I said I was going to Florida. They, they just simply Googled me and it said I was speaking in, in, uh, at IBM the next day as a keynote and they looked it up and they replied back. So there's this like natural, non-creepy personalization where the brand saw me and mm-hmm. reached out and gave me this, this uh, sense of, of, of seeing me, of yeah. like really seeing me. Yeah. And man, I became, I, I I screenshotted it and I put it into my keynote for the next day because it was like, why aren't brands doing this? You know that yeah. that this is the magic of what 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 personalizes things, and and now that we get into, uh, you know more AI, I think it's gonna it's gonna be harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when, when these human moments arrive in the midst of all these things, that's when you know that you really are going to be more brand loyal or company loyal. Mm-hmm. That's, that to me is, um, why every brand should reply. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think you have to look up and Google, um, you know, where are you heading and, and say all mm-hmm. that. I think it's sometimes it's just a simple response, but man, nothing leaves you. on un- feeling disconnected, like no response. and um and that's that's where the power of of uh connection really lies
1: i think that the the probably crowning touch to that was having that person that came up and connected with you oh huge
2: huge that's the human to human moment right there
1: yeah for sure such a great customer service thing um there's a a good book by um I have to look it up, it but it's T- uh, Terry the taxi driver. Oh, tenants of the taxi Terry, and it's a great book because he talks about his experience on a taxi um, ride, and it's fabulous for customer service. So I would encourage everybody. It's Seven Tenants of Taxi Terry. All right, so what in our last few minutes here? Um, what is the human marketing funnel that you talk about?
2: Yeah, um, the, the so the human mar- uh, marketing funnel is is uh, we all know that there's there's a funnel there the funnel exists mm-hmm. and um, unfortunately they're not funnel cakes they're actually <laughs> they're actual funnels and you know it's a sequence uh, if you want to sim- oversimplify it a, a funnel is a sequence. And It's a sequence that oftentimes marketers get lazy about and just put a general sequence together and send it out to whoever it needs to go to. The you If you take it a step farther, it's segmenting your audience and actually mm-hmm. sending it to the right people with the right message. I don't think funnels are going to go away. I, I think that they'll just show up in different flavors. It used to be that you know when you look back at the madmen Men days of the funnel, it was really just radio, TV and newspaper It was the oversimplified way of of funnel right um, now some might just call it awareness um, there's no way to track it now you can track it all, and that's why funnels are are important um what i what I'm a fight for is the human moments inside of the funnel the 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 human moments of truth mm. um and and the best way to look at it is to walk over to a whiteboard and put up. Every single digital touch point or every touch point that you have with pre-customer, current customer, and longtime customer, um, mm-hmm. pre, during, and after, and, and put it all up, like just brainstorm it out and put it up if you don't already have it. Uh, and if you do, then just throw it up on the board and look at it and take a step back and say, where are the human moments? Where are mm-hmm. the moments that actually create more connection, like the ones that we just talked about, the things mm-hmm. that empower people? to do, to do things that are out of the ordinary. Um, for instance, Amazon had a moment with a customer where the customer sa- said, uh, you know, I'm missing my book from Bahala. Um, and, uh, on, on chat one day and, and the, uh, Amazon representative said, may I call you Thor? Um, and then, uh, he said, yes, Thor. And he said, well, my, my name is Odin and thou art shall not ever. Uh, lose Bahala again we must correct this immediately and it went into this whole whole thing um, which which you can go uh, and google a search and and read but I find it fascinating that he turned it into just this huge experience that normally would just be like you would think it's a bot normally when you get on Amazon and you and they'd say okay you'll get a delivery tomorrow done okay great but this was not that. This was like, oh my god! And the book was delivered, you know, within forty-eight hours, and he went on and he shouted it from the rooftops because cool. he just had this amazing experience. So I know I'm giving customer service experience um, uh, examples, but this applies to just about anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's really what it is. Is is it? And you have to give. And and here's this giant company of Amazon giving somebody who sits and t- and chats with people all day, they gave him the or her the ability to have that conversation. Yeah. The Amazon said, hey, we don't mind. You can you can create these experiences, you know, within this j- genre and make it make it unique. And we're gonna approve that. And I think every business, especially small businesses, yeah. have an even greater capacity to do that because they don't have as many rules to live by. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's the unique opportunity for you to take a step back from the funnel and say, where can we create more of those human truths or those truth moments where people can go, wow, yeah. that was unique to me. Um, so that that's really what the human funnel is, is really that. Now there's mm-hmm. three things that I'll just say very quickly. One is um, uh, uh, there's three pillars. So when you look at your funnel, look at it in these this lens. Um, the first one is empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one yeah. is imperfection, okay. celebrating and embracing imperfection, yes. um, and simplicity. Uh, um, if I you can't... nail all three of those, you're gonna you you are going to create more trust faster. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the mo- those those three things create trust more quickly than anything else. And it's been proven. Yeah. So look at your content, look at your business, look at your the look at the acronyms that you're using and the the look at the way that you're conversing, look at everything and go, does it match simplicity, empathy, and imperfection? Are you embracing all three? And then you're going to start to see where the breakdowns are.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, what you just said is really important. It should be noted it's when you're having that conversation with them too often when you're talking to some businesses they're doing all the talking there isn't any time for that interaction and whenever you feel like you're being talked at it's it's you don't it's that you're not recognizing the other person but it's that richness that comes back from the the back and forth that allows really that sense of trust i think and that Feeling that, that the person is sincere in what they're doing and how they're doing it. I love imp- empathy, imperfection. I always teach that perfect is boring and don't, you know, stress over being perfect. And the simplicity of it, you know, you don't need a hundred bells and whistles. Super, super good advice. Again, I'm going to say those three things again for everyone. Empathy, imperfection, and simplicity. Fantastic. It's time now for me to share my my screen. And for those of you that were so enjoying this and just listening to this on um, audio, I will have this information on my YouTube channel. So you should subscribe as well as the findyourleadershipconfidence.com website. You're going to want to go to https colon forward slash forward slash Brian com That's B-R-Y-A-N k r a m e r dot com Brian on Facebook he's the real Brian Kramer with initial caps the real Brian Kramer LinkedIn he's Brian J Kramer in Instagram he's Brian Kramer with the number one at the end of that YouTube just search Brian Kramer Twitter Brian Kramer Brian what can they find when they go to your website today that will help them grow their business or grow? as an individual that is trusting and authentic.
2: I have a lot of res- free resources there, a lot, a lot. Like I've been writing a, uh, a, a weekly blog there for well over fifty, I want to say 15 years. Wow. Um, and I release a newsletter twice a month and the newsletter is not really a newsletter, it's a letter. Um, I write a letter to my, um, to my, uh, people. Uh, my my community, and we have a conversation. Um, I, I talk about just one thing in the letter. Um it's something that's on my mind around what's going on, typically, and it is usually creating a co- a conversation or a question that we can talk about. and I encourage people to write back or reply, even if it's just one word. Uh, and that's, you know that's that's uh, grown uh, significantly into some really great conversations and some mm-hmm. friends that i've've grown. so you're going to find that you're going to find, um, a lot of, uh, resources. Um, I have two podcasts that I, that are not live right now, but the, the recordings are all there and there's, there's hundreds of them. Um, uh, my two books are there, uh, and I've got a, a ton of other stuff. So it's, it's going to hopefully keep you busy with, with things that you can take and, and use right away.
1: Awesome. Well, Brian, it's been just wonderful chat, chatting with you. I could, uh have this conversation all day. I think that um, what you are doing is really important. And the more people that understand how important that human aspect of it, I think the better everyone will be. And maybe we can get back to being more trusting of one another. And uh, so thank you so much for being a wonderful guest.
2: Thank you. You know, if I could just leave one really quick thing, Mm -hmm. it's if you take anything away from from this, I hope that I hope you take away that being human is right now everyone's competitive advantage. Um, That's how you're going to stand out. It's it's not the opposite. So Mm -hmm. look at ways that you can be more human. And just one little tiny shift will make a world of difference right
1: now. Yeah, if everybody just makes that shift, look, look what we could do. Always I remind everyone that life is a journey, and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Netling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Netling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.